couple years ago, I was sitting down, uh, taking a break from my job at The Athletic Media Company, and uh, I was drinking a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing, and I thought, uh, hey, this this could be a partnership because I'm, I'm an ad wizard, and so I put those two things together, and Took a couple years, but now I get to read ads for Athletic Brewing and uh, their non-alcoholic beers, and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about it because I like the product. I like the product for a variety of different reasons. There are times where I'm uh, the designated driver, and that is it's perfect for me. I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out on a whole lot. There are also times where I'm not the designated driver, but it's going to be a long day of gabbing. And I don't necessarily need to have 10 IPAs in a row. So I will mix in an athletic, non-alcoholic beer. And I I feel like I don't miss a beat. And it allows me to pace myself uh, the way I want to do it. It's perfect for beach days, music festivals, baseball games, camping, late nights. Uh, They have a ton of different varieties. They have uh, Light. They have Upside uh, Dawn Golden. They have Run Wild IPA. They have a Hazy IPA. They have Summer Seasonals. They've got a a Lemon Rattler, Ripe Pursuit. I don't even know what a Rattler is, but now I want to try it. I feel bad that I haven't tried it. So this summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer you need to know, Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use the code T. TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off. It's near beer, non-alcoholic beer, and it tastes... Listen, I grew up with some funky ones. Uh, those didn't taste like beer. This tastes like... This This is good non-alcoholic beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. To another episode of The Beat, the Monday after the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Always a uh, long day uh, for everyone. <laughs> for everyone, longer for some than others, of course. I'm a Nick. I am, of course, Nick Bumgarner, along with Brendan Quinn, who's back uh, for a brief stop over here before he heads back out. Uh, Brendan, how we doing? Hanging in? Crack the beer. Okay, well, there you go. He's fine. We're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> back this home a, from-, from North. Reformation Brewery. Okay. Reformation Brewery in North Georgia. North Georgia. It just doesn't say the city. It just yeah. says North Georgia. It just says just says North Georgia. It's just from a just brewed in a general know. region in North Georgia. I love it. Some guy's house in North Georgia. Yeah. I love it. Brennan so, Beck yeah, from Pittsburgh. Good. And, yeah, you're on your way to San Antonio. This is here, the gauntlet. So. This is the gauntlet of the stretch. You know, it's a week, a week in Indy for the Big Ten, and then a week in Pittsburgh, and now a week in San Antonio, and then a week in New Orleans, and then a week in Augusta. And yeah. Well, you know, I, it's those times where like you really just wish you had a whole general healthier lifestyle. At least that you didn't have, yeah, at least you didn't do two straight weeks in Indianapolis. <laughs> like, I'm pretty oh, sure it's happened before. Awful. <laughs> 
much steak uh, can a person you're eat? You're just sitting there eating. You're just ha- you're just having your your fifteenth shrimp cocktail. You're just like, get me out of this goddamn. I think the city. one year, um, the one year when we were both covering Michigan, they were in um, Indianapolis, of course, for the Big Ten tournament, and then I think at one point they were in Milwaukee, and then maybe Indianapolis again, and it was like, okay, like, I remember that. Time- you know, that was a lot of beer for like a three week. Cause that's all, I mean, really that's what you're doing. I mean, I love Indianapolis yeah. and I love Milwaukee um, for what they are and they're great beer cities in my opinion, but it was like, mm-hmm. I remember that like 21 day stretch. I don't think they went to the final four. I think that ended it. I don't know if there was a final four out of the end of that, but that was one rough one where I was like, I didn't even cover the final four. And I felt like I was on the road for like three, eight months or some shit like that because it was so much beer. But I feel you, man. Was it that was the 14 season, wasn't it? I don't remember what year. Uh I just remember I think there was 14. That might Is be that right. right. That sounds probably right. Oh uh, yeah, they because lost they to would have lost to Kentucky in the uh, dome or the uh, Lucas Oil. God, yeah, because they were in Indy for uh the tournament right. that year as well. That's right. And then in Milwaukee, they played uh, Texas and somebody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're hanging yeah. in. You're uh yeah. Pittsburgh. I was Pittsburgh. Right? <laughs> I mean, you were in a lovely steel city here in springtime, a fine time to be in Pittsburgh. If ever, ever there was one, I'm sure maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I stayed at the, fine. I stayed at, I stayed at the Renaissance. It was one of those situations where I felt really bad because I was embedded with Chattanooga and they were staying oh, at the double God. tree. That's right. Which was just this, like they were staying like 15 minutes out of town. Really? Yeah. In a double tree. And you were and, staying at a nicer uh, hotel than they were? And, uh, significantly. Me, me and uh, Illinois and I. Yes, I was in the Illinois team hotel. Uh, Illinois just screwing you there. Which, like... Friday night. Did you see the, uh, the the video I tweeted on Sunday morning? Uh, No, I did not see the video you tweeted. 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. Right? The, well, it's a noon game. So all of their people are ready to send them off in style and, you know, make sure they... Uh, Right, they, they they move on to the Street 16, and uh, the whole lobby, all their fans, the full band, cheerleaders, the band is just blasting the fight song 9, at 930? 9.30 in the morning in the hotel lobby, um, which is like this big, like, three-story lobby. Oh, like, yeah. It was so loud. They're playing Crazy Train on they the always, horns. They always do that. <laughs> They do it at the Bulls, too. It's insane. If you're in one of those hotels, you're like, this is not acceptable. Like, this is not an acceptable decibel level. There's, there's other people board. staying yeah. here. This is I not know. just... <laughs> I mean, hey, you're, who are you talking to? I mean, I've seen this. It's like you're living in a carnival or something. You're just like, what's going on out there? What? what oh, there's a brass section inside a hotel. <laughs> And all that noise just banging off, and it's nine o'clock in the morning. And by the way, everyone in this hotel is so hungover that you don't even want to yes. ask how bad. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like the dude who like flew in on Saturday night, right? Checked in at one a.m., didn't even know it was the Illinois team yeah, hotel, right. like, and woke up on? that morning. Was like, what, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> but. Oh, well, they got yeah. you twice, I guess, then, didn't they? Illinois did. They got you twice because they ruined your uh, embed and then got you with the uh, marching band. <laughs> anyway, ruining, ruining the embed was just like, look, man, I, I, you know, we I, still I got a good story out of it because it was a good game. I'm, 
I'm a, I'm a true professional, obviously, as you know, sir. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I would never let uh, any, any emotions get in the way of anything, but I will hold that against Illinois until the day. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you had T.O. there, you know, and he was in, he was engaged and in the game. I mean, he was into it as you saw. I mean, I think he moved sections three times, you know, (laughs) he changed shirts at one point. So that would have been a great so, follow. Yeah, you had it. What, what, when you're embedded with a team, obviously, right, you go through the parameters with the coach and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. So, you know, it was Lamont Paris and I, who's a former Wisconsin assistant, sure. he's, yeah. been at, he's been at UTC now for five years, whatever. Um, we didn't really know each other at all. Um, yeah. he, like, my time down there didn't intersect with him at all. So, you know, we get to know each other the first day on Wednesday. They're playing on Friday, and we're going through all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this. Uh, you know, I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with that. All right, cool. We're, we're on the same page. And, uh, and I'm like now, okay. So if you win, yeah, if you beat Illinois, like I'm going to, uh, I want to keep this thing going. Sure. You know, like, of course. I, I'm going to want to want to go to the hotel that night with you. And I'm going to, you know, get, be in there for your scout of the next game. And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, and if possible, I'd love to just take the bus with you to the next game. And he was like, dude, if we beat Illinois, you can drive the bus over there. I don't, I don't care. You're all in. You're all in. It, you can so, drive the bus. Yeah, well, so, they screwed you. My man Malachi Smith missed the uh, missed the would be game winner, and man, there was that's the razor's uh, edge of the tournament. Oh. <laughs> Just it's a it's it's life and death for other people too, folks. Okay, like I mean, this is yes. look at look at this. <laughs> Right on the line. I mean, you could have had a run with T.O. in the mocks to the Sweet 16, for crying out loud. Like 5,000 words of notes, just delete. Well, (laughs) then Illinois goes out there and just doesn't have a good day in the round. But, fair enough. The kid Malachi who missed the shot, like, his whole life story is wild. Right, of course. I I talked to his mom for an hour on the the day of the – Day before the game, all that just no, it'll just never see the light of the day. So, well, maybe he'll maybe when he goes, maybe when he goes pro, maybe there you he go. goes pro or something. There you go. He'll pop up somewhere else along the way. But at any event, an exciting, uh, an exciting two days or four days, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. in that, uh, I there were no like buzzer beaters, uh, that I to speak of. I don't know if there were any actually. Mm. Um, but every game that I, I mean, damn near every game that I sat down and like invested in, it was a lot. Because Saturday, my wife took the kids away. She was uh, in Ohio for Saturday, and I stayed here. So I just had the whole day, and I just watched basketball. So that was the first time I did that in a long time. So I saw, you know, every game I sat down and watched was like, this is a game, you know. They were shit games. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, this was one to be where I was at, I think, more than where you were at. You were stuck in the the building. You didn't get to flip channels. But I imagine every time you walked by the old TV, it was like, oh, shit, there's another one. Because – for a while there on Thursday mm-hmm. and Friday, it was like, good night. Like, this is just, you know, Iowa breaking hearts, of course. Sorry to everyone out there listening that lost money listening to Brendan's Iowa mm-hmm. pitch. But, That's right. Uh, yeah, what a hell of a week or a weekend, I should say, to uh, get things going. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, I mean, that that freaking uh, uh, Gonzaga-Memphis game. Holy hell. There's so many of them that were... Unbelievable. You know, right. Unbelievable. I mean, and it was just... I didn't see a lot, you know, and it's always funny, you know, part of this, sorry, I'm blinding you here with this light in my screen. Part of this 
is always like, you know, you hear, you see people complaining about officiating and, you know, the officiating in this tournament, of course, hasn't been perfect, but like part of it for me is always like, it's never perfect. It's never ideal. It's never great. It's part of the game really that it's sort of flawed. And the play sometimes is also part of, to me, that's college basketball. That's kind of what makes it special is that it's not always perfect. Sometimes the team will blow a game. Sometimes the team will, whatever. My point here, long-winded, is that most of the games that I sat down and watched featured two teams that were going at it. It was, I mean, there were some choke jobs out there that we saw across the way. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I think that we look back on the on the four days there and you say a lot of these games were pretty hotly contested because there were two teams just going at it, which was which was why I think it was it just felt different or cool, or maybe it was the fact that we it was the first normal one that we'd had in a good minute here, right? A couple of years. Yeah. Ago. I don't know, but it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch those games. So it was exciting stuff. You want to get into the uh, locals here before you got any other thoughts on uh, tournament at large? As it moves, any any other surprises? Yeah, I mean, you hit it, man. Like the 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 best part of covering the tournament is that you're covering the tournament. Mm-hmm. The worst part of covering the tournament <laughs> yeah, is that you you're not you watch actually watching. You have no idea what's yeah. going on. Like, well, now this morning, literally, yeah, now it gets better. Like at the airport this morning, sitting there, you know, having breakfast, I'm pulling up the bracket like, oh, yeah, okay, this is all very interesting <laughs> stuff going on here, you know? Like, just seeing like the potential matchups that can come down the line that like, you just, you just get yeah. so, you just get so in the weeds. Um, just have no idea, but St. Peter's How about it's it. This the story of the season, man, unbelievable. Um, wow, maybe uh, maybe Merlin should have hired I Galloway. Oh no, he took St. Peter's further than uh than old Kevin Willard ever took. Seton like Hall. that Kevin Willard comment was like, I saw it on whatever How about morning, that? and I was like, look, okay. So when I first saw the comment, I was like, you know. Like, and I think it was before they played their second game. So it was a morning. And I was like, honestly, I don't even know if I have a problem with this. Because clearly that meant Willard was leaving. And he was like, I hope they hire, you know, a great coach. Because obviously he thinks, and he, I think Holloway was on his staff, right? So there's a tie there. Yes. yes. Then I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what, man? Like, he wins the game. I'm like, shit, man. Maybe he should have already had your job and be in position to get the merit. You know, like, that's all yes. I could think, like, the whole day. And I was like. Maryland uh, fired its coach eight months ago to do that or whatever it was. Okay. Like whatever. I, I mean, you wrote about Maryland so, months ago, but like, what a interesting. I, I've been going, point. I've been really going back and forth on, on Willard. So for anyone that's not anyone that doesn't know, he's like, a bad coach, after, right? Like I don't after. I no, no, no. I'm talking about the comment. I'm talking about the comment. Oh. I feel like this is interesting. Yeah. I, after, I didn't really. So after, after Seton Hall loses to TCU. Yeah. Kevin Willard, the, the coach at Seton Hall, just gets up at the press conference and is asked if he, you know, his name has been rumored with Maryland for a while. And sure. He basically says, like, eh, we'll see what happens. Uh, kind of like a basically a wink and a nod. And then he goes, um, and if I do move on, you know, I really just hope Shaheen Holloway is, uh, you know, walking he's through that coach. door. So he's basically yeah. he's naming, he's basically saying he's leaving and is now naming his replacement of a coach who, by the way, also, is still in the NCAA tournament at a different school. Yeah, it at might, St. Peter's might be able to do better than uh, <laughs> all. And so, so he names his own successor, but well, he, he has also he has also now divulged the fact that amid their NCAA tournament prep, <laughs> mm-hmm. he was clearly splitting time between yeah, that's right. prepping for TCU yeah. and 
going all the way down the line with Maryland, Maryland. and yeah. they announced the hire today. So, like, you know, so I appreciate the fact that Willard was honest. Yeah, right? you're, he actually you're right. You're right. Said, said what was going on. He probably knew he wasn't going to have another press conference at Seton Hall, so he wanted to be able to say who he wants to be his replacement, so he said it out loud. However, like, Steve Pellet just fucking hammered him on his column. Good. I had a hard time arguing any of it. Like, yeah, I think both things can be true. Good yes. for him. Yes, great. Honest. That's a perfect. Yeah. Kind of shitty thing to do, man. Yeah, it's true. That's why I was, like, torn by the comment, because it was weird in a way that I was like, I honestly don't have a problem with the – with the transparency at all, like you're saying. But it's a great point to make in that how tone deaf have these coaches become that the wink and the nod and that it's just acceptable uh, to the public. Well, that's just how things go, that he was in bed with Maryland for weeks while purporting to be the coach. That's just what you have to do. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, no bullshit. No bullshit. That's not what you have to do. That's good old boy horseshit. And like, that's, and you know, for him to sort of like naively, I would argue, or the, or just brazenly, but I would Mm -hmm. almost argue naively to look at people and be like, well, what do you want me to do? (laughs) That's what they do. That's what these coaches do. They, they look at, well, what did you, what would you have? Like, I remember the great example that people locally here at Michigan, when I was on the beat, when uh, Durkin left to go to Maryland, you remember this, you were covering football, you were moonlighting. Uh, as a football beat writer back then. Remember, Durkin came, you probably had the press conference when he came in and was like, listen, guys, I'm not talking about the obvious thing that's obviously happening here, blah, 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 blah. And it's like all the players fucking know what's going on, man. Like, this is so dumb. Like, we all, so as time has gone on, that was like seven years ago now, but as time has gone on, like, the more you see that, right? Yeah, you're. that's a great mm-hmm. point. You're like, we're not stupid. Like, okay, like we're not dumb, and this is this is not acceptable behavior. I, I it's me, and so good for Steve. You know, I don't know what he wrote, but I'm sure it was on spot on. But that's a good point to split those two because I didn't have a problem with the honesty. Because normally you, you we're used to seeing the <laughs> I'm just not going to talk about it. We're we're right. going to act like it's not happening or whatever. I'm focused on this yeah, game. So. No, you're not. Like you just want to yell. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> You weren't focused That's, on this one or the last one or the one before, before that either, probably, but whatever. That might be that might be why you just scored 49 points against TCU in an NCAA tournament game. And, and you were trying to get off a bus that you needed to get off of exactly at that moment, and you got off. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll like, see his phone might as well have been buzzing on the podium. Yeah, we'll see you at Big Time Media Days, Kev, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> whatever. But anyway. And that, that might be the worst part of the whole deal is that now we have another just rock fight style yeah, team coming right. uh, to the. To yeah, I don't the think game. many folks in, uh, in Terrapin ter- country were doing heel clicks over I'm that not, one. I think he's going to have I'm, to earn that. I'm not feeling it. I mean, I'm I mean, let him, you know, give him a chance. So, you know, I'll give everybody yeah, a chance. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I mean, it does feel a little like, geez, I mean, that's it. Like all that time, you know, like all that time. Yeah, I would give like, it. I'd hire Sean Miller before I hire him. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the argument for taking the time is to take the time and do something with it, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. just like kick the can and kick the can and miss and miss and miss and then be like, well, okay. That's right. He's the guy that we could have got six months ago. Anyway. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, the local teams, we'll get into uh, this here. I know you and um, Dylan spoke. Maybe we can speak more big mm. picture here. Sure, sure, sure. On Michigan, We'll start with Michigan State because I thought that was the better game. Uh, Michigan mm-hmm. State-Duke. Um, and what, what a... And I tweeted this yesterday, like, we'll see if Kay doesn't pull a Ric Flair and come out of retirement on us. Um, <laughs> and if this is, in fact, his last, game, you know, tournament, because, you know, I don't know. but well, I'm sure it is, but whatever. If, in fact, this is the last go-round, <laughs> the last wow, two, I lo- I'm on QA, I like this theory. on here, we go, you know, <laughs> the, last two, the last two is okay Michigan State Duke tournament games were fan-fucking-tastic. They were yes. five-star, A-plus entertainment college basketball at its best, right? And, you know, that, that that's all I could think yesterday watching, you know, that game. And I tweeted at one point, like, Duke looked shook, and they did, because Michigan State just would not go away. They would not go away. They would not go away. And that, you know, reminds you so much of the classic Izzo teams and the classic Michigan State teams that we've seen that have had great runs over the years. And then, you know, Izzo talks after the game and he had a good, he had good vibes, you know, and he was like, I like where the program's at. And I I think we're, or whatever he said, I like where the team's at. I think we're in a good spot and now we'll have to take the next step. And we just got done talking about something that has two sides to it. And this is one that's very interesting to me. And I'm curious on your thoughts. Like I really was impressed by the way Michigan State closed its season with, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the stretch to end the year, the big 10 tournament, and then the way they fought through the, the NCAAs. Impressed by the way Izzo sort of was able to hammer in a different way, probably, hammer in the importance of toughness and defense and let's we got to play a certain way. And they got there. And so he got his message across. I think they adapted and adjusted and did all the things they needed to do to find themselves, which I think is super important. And yeah. frankly, is a process that I was questioning whether or not he still had the ability to pull off. So he's pulled that off. And I think that was a super big time Big time stuff. Now, my question though is: Are they in exactly where they want to be, or does more need to sort of change and adapt? Because I look at this now and I see a coach who still has the passion. Clearly, Izzo, as we know, uh, isn't going anywhere, and I think still has probably what he needs to get the things done that he needs to get done. But I do wonder, you know, is there more here um, that needs to be explored, or are there more adjustments that need to happen? Because I get the reaction from people yesterday that were like, man, that was a hell of a game, but I am really disappointed mm-hmm. because this was not, I'm not okay with that. You know, like I, I am and I'm not right. Like I think that I saw a little bit of both that. So I'm sort of curious on that was long winded mm-hmm. for me, but I'm curious on your sort of thoughts here where they're at. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the the bitterest pill is the fact that, like, this whole, you know, painting it as a moral victory because it's Duke and because it's yeah. K and because of blah, blah, blah. And because, you know, Michigan State just frankly didn't look very good for many stretches of the last six weeks, whatever. Right. Um, kind of obscures the fact that they sh- could have, should have won the game. Yeah, should've they were up by five game. there with, yeah, down the stretch. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, yes. And, it, won the game. and, it's, yeah. and it's, it's hard to close and, and, and Duke has a lottery pick on its team, and that lottery pick <laughs> at least one stuffed one. Joey Hauser's <laughs> his stuff These when guys. you know on, on the key possession, the key possession of the game. Like, and that's you know, what, what do you do with that? All right, Duke wins, and no one really expected right. Michigan right. State to win, whatever. I did pick him just for just because I thought it would be hilarious if if his OP play <laughs> in that game, but um, the to your bigger point here, though, um, look, they've got like a lot of nice pieces coming back. Uh, you know, you lose yeah, Gabe sure. Brown, you lose Marcus Bingham, who, you know, after all the got things there, they've been they? through, were both both played, you know, one of their best games of the season. And I, that's what I'm talking about, right? Really the quick. game that it mattered the yeah. most. And they right? got there. But then at the same time, the guy who was the best player for you, you are, you can argue for most of the regular season, their best player was Malik Hall. Mm-hmm. And Malik Hall was absolute on an island at the end of the season. I don't know how that happens. How does that happen? He he scored two points in two minutes. It was unheard of. Game. Yeah, right. Not, not he heard from. 15 minutes against Duke. He played 18 minutes against Davidson. I, and like, yeah, I get the whole weird platooning him and Hauser and they like some of the stuff Hauser has given him. I know. Talent-wise, Malik Hall is who he is and we've seen it. And whether there's like... Where was that guy? Because if you had Malik Hall playing the way that he did this season, you partner him with that version of Gabe Brown and that version of Marcus Bingham with the way that Tyson Walker and it was also playing, you could you could make some real noise. I would think so. The team yeah. That you know we saw when they were fourteen and two, and you said, "Man, this this team might be able to." Right. You know, yeah. yeah the numbers are a little skewed because of the, the the schedule, but they were cooking. They could, they could be an elite eighteen. They could, you know, who knows? And once you get there, all it takes is a bounce and you find your way into a final four. You through the back door, whatever. Yeah, who cares? There. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, right. But then that guy, you know, Malik Hall. How many shots did he take? Let's let me see. He well, took I mean, like he did not play four or five shots total. I mean, that was. Yeah. I mean, he was barely on the court. You know, fifteen minutes against Duke, uh, seventeen minutes against Davidson, collectively in the NCAA tournament. He took five, he took eight shots total Jeez. in the NCAA tournament. It's just preposterous. Uh, you know, so I don't know. Like, yeah, there is, there's always this kind of this like moving target of like, you know, he goes with these guys because this is what they're giving him. And he goes with those guys because that's what they're giving him on that time. And like, you're like, well, wait a second. You would have wanted this team to be like building toward you know crescendo, and in some ways it didn't, and in some in some ways it did. I'm sorry, and in other ways it just didn't, and that really speaks to this kind of team that never found whatever identity or whatever word you want to use. It never found it. It never found out who it was. I think they did, but they did in the last two weeks. They did in the last. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and they did, but they did. It was lost today. I mean, they did almost lose to Davidson. Well, yeah, but this is my other point, and this is the other side of it. And we've talked, you've talked about this several times this year. Um, they just didn't have, they didn't have like 
they did, but it's like they don't. How many NBA guys do they have, right? Like, how many NBA guys do they have on the team? Right. And like, yeah, so, they, they lack. Yeah, like, they 100 percent do. And it's like, is that changing? I I don't know, man. Like, those are those are questions that people have. It's an interesting conversation that I don't know enough about, but like, uh, they're a fascinating case right now because it's clearly one where like Izzo still, you know, I think he still has plenty to give. I think that that's the thing that probably oh, no doubt. should yeah. smack you in the face when you watch that, um, at least the, the Duke game for sure, and really the Big Ten tournament, and really their last two months. I'm sorry. I mean, like, they were a team that we were talking about is so close in the locker room on, you know, the media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, he had, to pull, <laughs> he had to pull rank and figure it out and do things kind of a different way, and he did. A 60-something mm-hmm. year old dude, that's not easy to do. So, all credit where it's due mm-hmm. on that front. That's sort of what I what I take from this is like he's still got a lot to give, but like I gotta think that he, you know, like there's some fresh paint somewhere in there. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like they've made these nice advancements over the you know these little ones. You know, Cassius forced them to make some changes, and and they've all been good. And you've seen Izzo evolve slowly, and you know along the way. But I do. I wonder, you know, I wonder if maybe maybe more of all evolution is in the horizon. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong and all this is whatever. But um, long story short is. Well, so, I mean, I'm going to tell you what. The, uh, part of that evolution has to be, you know, embracing the way that the game is, is played today. And that means, you know, they went and pulled Tyson Walker out of the transfer portal mm-hmm. and they need to go revisit that. And yeah. like they, they can't go into next season with the front court that they have. Um, they need legit, a legit big. They need to go out and identify the best big man who comes available in all of college basketball. And whatever that NL, NIL package you have to create, yeah, go whatever the hell right. it takes to get work, that work guy. Metal. Right? <laughs> yeah. The right. National Player of the Year last year was a center who transferred from West Virginia to Kentucky. Right now, you're not going to get that. But, like, that talent does come available. Mm-hmm. And they, they need to find it. And, and because if you put you put a, a big time big man in with Max Christie, Tyson Walker, yeah, AJ Hogard, Jaden Akins, senior year Malik Hall, like not bad. And like I still think you even need one more addition. I would I would like to see like a legitimate wing athlete, like yeah. you know, that like kind of quasi four man who can go play above the rim a little bit. Like you, you're losing athleticism with Gabe Brown. Like I want to see some injection yeah. of some wing athleticism. Got to go find guys and you got to get them. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, they, they have the potential to be fine next year. Um, and Izzo, Izzo's, look, Izzo's Izzo and he can evolve in certain ways and he won't evolve in, in yeah, others, you know, and that could, that could be for good and bad, you know right. what I mean? But yeah, um, his, you know, what they are and how they do things, that ain't changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. That's my I mean, point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I get that. Yes. And that shouldn't change. And that's your point earlier. Like they shouldn't change. Like there's a lot there that should not change. <laughs> and change is like a hard word or a strong word. Even it's like, I just think about how they play. You know what I mean? Like I think about how they play and I think about the good parts of how they play. And I think about how those have evolved over time, you know, like you just, they do more now offensively, I think, um, than we would say six, seven years ago. 
You know, I, I just, mm-hmm. I do think that it's just fascinating. Cause I, I don't know, for whatever reason, it hit my ear when I heard him say that, like, and I thought about it more today when Izzo said, I don't know if somebody asked him, I don't think they did. I think he just stated it like he does, you know, where he's like, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing fine. Everything's fine or whatever. Like, but he was, and it was like, you know what? I can understand where he's coming from and I can understand the counter to it. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't quite, I do think they're probably in a good spot because I do think that, you know, that was a tricky situation that they were in a little bit this year and, and they navigated around it and they were a competitive team. And like you said, they're two positions away from beating Duke the other day and okay. So if you found where you need and, to be, I guess, yeah. You also have to be able to take the, the larger view too mm-hmm. of, okay, like, Using Duke as a measurement, whatever. You're right. Like, I don't care about that. Well, right? just the high Look level at your game. own comp. Look at the Big yeah. Ten. Right. Look, look at the Big Ten. You want to talk about, like, what position is Michigan State in? Okay, well, uh, Wisconsin it is losing a guy who is arguably National Player of the Year and, and a guy in Brad Davidson who, you know, say what you will about him, but was, like, a, a foundational piece like there. 200 they didn't games. make it past the goddamn second. <laughs> they didn't make it past the second round of the tournament. Again, yeah. right? Like – it's great guard. Like, I don't think anyone really cares about great guard, right? Purdue, let's see. You know, let's not see. on wood. I think everyone everyone around is rooting for Matt Painter to do this, mainly because we're tired of talking about Matt Painter not doing this. And he is yeah. an outstanding coach. He's and good dude, too. By all accounts, a, a pretty person. damn good guy. Yeah, right. Um, Agreed. Ohio yeah. State <laughs> hasn't been past the second weekend with Chris Holton. Okay. Rutgers is Rutgers. Uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows what the hell's going to happen with Woodson? Maryland just hired Kevin Willard. Northwestern is Northwestern. Penn State's Penn State. Minnesota is going to be wandering the woods for a long time. And Nebraska has a coach because they can't pay his buyout. Okay? And then there's Michigan. Then there's Michigan. And you know what? Like, Michigan's going to Sweet 16, and you can't ignore that. So, like, that's a that's a fair bar. But, like, still, and when all the dust settles, mm-hmm. Michigan State's still pretty much the most – Yep, the most kind of like hard to argue with locked in, locked in program in the conference. You know yeah, I mean? and that and that's why it's like at the end with, of the day, with Purdue. I'll say, but Purdue needs to fucking win two games. At the week. end of the day, it's like I get a large part of it, mm-hmm. but as as long as the evolution continues, and we see it because I know. didn't even mention Iowa. By the way, oh, my no. man, Jesus Christ, I Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I felt so bad for the Iowa fans. Like, I just, I was like, this is just sickening. Like, I was like, and I do not get it. Usually I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, oh my God, you fools, you know, whatever. But no, this yeah. is, I was, the Iowa people, they, t- you know, they invest in, in the best ways, right? As we know. And Austin, and I talk about this with uh-huh. football a lot. It's the same crowd, obviously. Um, and damn, I mean, we talked about it on the show last week. They'd had since 1987 or something or whatever. They had 82, but they hadn't been to the final four and they hadn't been to the sweet 16. That's some God awful stretch. And it was like, they were playing so well. That was not bullshit. We did not make that up. That was not fool's gold. Right. And then just boom, gone. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. Like... Uh, and then Iowa States and the, the other, the other, Yes, exactly. Iowa State's in the Sweet 16. The other, the other, uh, uh, the other oh, shake kicker here is, is Illinois, know. you know, that, which, yeah. which, which has Io DeSumo and they go out to Loyola, Chicago. That's a tough and one. And then they have, they have, you know, last year, Kofi Coburn and these, and Trent Frazier in his eighth yep. year, you know, just a total dog. 
And they go and they lose in the second round to a ridiculously underseeded Houston team. Just After brutal. last year losing to yeah. a ridiculously underseeded Loyola team. Yeah. Um, Brad Underwood, oh, you, you would appreciate it, Nick. Go, go watch Underwood's press conference from yesterday. He, oh, no. He, he had to do the old stump speech that, you know, winning the Big Ten <laughs> It's more it's important. really important, yeah. and it was a great year. Oh God! <laughs> like that was a thing, uh, man. <laughs> that's yeah, because yeah. he's he's not wrong. No, like he is not. Wrong. That's the thing to but, remember like, to the Michigan State people that get in that moment. Yeah, right. In that moment, no one wants no to way. hear. It. No one wants to hear how important the big ten. That's what I remember. Um, God damn, we were like in 2013. When Beeline was about ready to, they were about, it was the press conference before they left to go um, play at the Palace. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't won the Big Ten that year, but they won their share the year before. And they'd actually choked down yeah. the stretch there and whatever. And I remember sitting in there and asking them because they hadn't gotten the second weekend. That was not, that was the hurdle. I remember going in and they had Burke, National Player of the Year. He's leaving after this, sophomore, everything. You know, the team is loaded. I was like, John. If you don't get to the second weekend, I said something like this. That's what I asked. Like, what, you know, what then? Because all this progress has been made to this point. And it was like, boom, right now, have to see it. And like, I remember thinking like, this is going to be very uncomfortable for him. If they, if they play really well and just random shit happens and what do you do? And it's like, you look at Underwood and it's like, you just had a really good stretch of players that it's going to be really difficult to to recreate and you didn't do anything with them. It's like Tom Crean with Indiana. It's like, damn, you just had an awesome stretch with the Zeller crew there. And, you know, you didn't make a run and it's like, and it just clouds everything. And so I don't know. We'll see if it is something that it lingers for him, I guess, but yeah, that sucks. That's a hard, what do you do? You know, that's the, that's the tournament, I guess. In some ways. Are you still with me or did I lose you? Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of a lot of a lot of what you said was cut out, but oh, um, sorry. <laughs> no, I just do your tough break. Elon. To no, um, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> Grant Underwood. It's just a tough race because you had all that talent, you know, and like. But oh, anyway. and that and that's the thing. Like when you look at when when you look at like a guy like Underwood, you know, man, it sucks. You get you get Io Desumu and Kofi Coburn. That's what I'm saying. Like Jesus, man! Like that's and you don't make a run. Though. Yeah, it's hard. Right. So, anyway, but, um, but yeah. like, but but for the purposes of the conversation about like Izzo and Michigan State, right? Like, yeah, geez. that's the well, thing. Like, he gets there every year. Every year. Yep. They're or you know, and some you know, sometimes they sometimes they put it together. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're they're supremely talented. Sometimes they're not. He still makes like, a very difficult task. You know, I don't think anyone's been calling for like they're. They, yeah. They should change anything, but he still um, makes a very difficult task look much easier yeah, than I mean, it is. I would be curious to see. Yeah. Like what his kind of big takeaways are from this year when when we talk next, like just how he kind of feels the team was built and like how how he how he like views it like as a group in comparison to you know the top ten teams in the country where like that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, Michigan Michigan it's not State relative, had, like I'm not talking relative to the Big Ten. I'm talking relative to the country. Sure. If he if but I don't know if he looks at it. Yeah, I think that that's actually, and you would know more than I. But it's probably, if I would have to guess, mm-hmm. it's probably been a hallmark of his that he hasn't spent a ton of time in his career 
you know, productively obsessing over where they fit nationally. I think it's probably more about where are we taking care of what we need to take care of here first and everything else will take care of itself. That's what, that's how you get to the point where you're in the, you're in the round of 32 and everybody's afraid of you instead of you being afraid of them. You know what I'm saying? So. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, enough of that. Let's start over. We're going to split over to uh, Michigan. <laughs> it was moving on, of course, mm-hmm. uh, with... Two, you know, I don't know. Did, we both did not pick them. I picked Colorado State. You did as well. Um, I think you picked them to the final. Yes. Four, not. Uh, so obviously Michigan <laughs> does. Although we would say this, entering the Big Ten tournament, going into that week, we both said, you know, like this is the team that if they can figure it out for a weekend, they have all the talent they need and all the recipe. You know, obviously the injury situation to Jones and everything else is what it is, but. here and are you recording on your side as well yes somewhere yes yes all right we'll jump back in three two one all right everybody after a quick five second delay uh we're back (laughs) actually more like a three hour delay whatever it's not that bad we're back to talk nick Nick, is is comcast one of our sponsors Actually, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either. I think I Comcast I really, is a regional I, uh, operation, probably in some ways that you'd be dealing with. But I, I really, uh, I really hope not because they can go to hell. Great <laughs> <Straight> hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's the life that we continue to live here uh, under the Comcast. Well, it's a different podcast for a different uh, day, but uh, we're going to get into Michigan's tournament run as it continues here. Uh, we talked Michigan State, obviously, as they wrap up against Duke. Michigan going forward. Brandon will be there. Uh, Michigan Villanova on Thursday, correct? Thursday at 7-ish, somewhere in there? 7-10? Yeah, so the 6-15 game local. So, nice. 6-15 local. There you go. Yeah, damn. Pretty yes. good. Yeah, pretty you'll good. be on your way to the, board, uh, the Riverwalk. <laughs> uh, you know. 
before people start falling in, as we found out last time we were in San Antonio. Yes, that's right. Uh, Holy that shit, that's right. It happens routinely. Uh, I yes. remember asking a bartender one night. But in any event, um, you'll be there. Uh, a surprising, but not surprising, I guess. I yeah. Know. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. Uh, I Especially after they got the first one, it felt like, mm. to me, as good as Tennessee had been playing, um, it just went back to the same thing. It was like, okay, well, Michigan still has an All-American center. Um, they were getting good point guard play. And they have athletes. And so it was like, they're going to be able to score points. And if they're scoring and they don't care and they're not nervous, which they didn't look nervous, they're mm-hmm. a dangerous team that you don't want to play. And right. And they had the injury to Jones and they were able to overcome that. But all the things that we've talked about all year, if it could come together, sort of did. Right. So your thoughts. Yeah, it's it's funny because we continue to say, like, yeah, I mean, they had all the talent and there's a reason they were a preseason top 10 team. And, yeah. uh, you know, this team always had the potential to be able to do this. And yet, like, losing to Colorado State in the first half, everyone was ready to just be like, wash their oh, hands of it, right? And be like, well, right. yeah. finally, let's just let this year end. You know what I mean? God, yeah, I, right. I think we're just done. It was a rough half and then, on Twitter. <laughs> you know, under, under eight minutes to go against Tennessee, Tennessee's up six, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in my book, I, I think – I don't know how many people out there were still thinking that, that, that they were going to pull that out. But in my book, that game, that they were over. I thought they were toast right yeah. then and there. And yet here they are. They're going to the Sweet They came back, yeah. And, you know, for as talented as they are, they're still a team that, you know, you, you still – man, they make you shake your head sometimes. Yes, they make you, sh- make you shake your head no other times. Right. There's yeah, a reason of the 16 teams left, you know, they're, they're 12th. Among them in on Ken Palm of the remaining teams, you know, like that's well, who they are. So, you know, um, but at the same time, all it you know, all that matters is the draw you get, the games you get. Um, you know, they ran into a Colorado State team that was just physically overmatched, and right. then they ran into a Tennessee team that is, you know, certainly talented. They have an NBA point guard, but across, you know, for at what they were seated at, you line them up outside of Kennedy Chandler. Michigan was, was better in a lot of places. And Tennessee has a coach who apparently is morally against going to the second <laughs> can't weekend do it. of the, of the it. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, whatever. Oh, seems, like, go. seems like a good guy. Don't want to pile on anymore. <laughs> he, is, he is a good dude. He's a good I dude. I mean, you know, but hey, <laughs> not like this, not again. I don't know how else to say it, but Rick, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it was definitely, though, all the things that we've, you know, Michigan has an elite weapon that can get a bucket and keep them yeah. in the game at all times. And when the rest of the team, you know, because you watch more of it than I do, and, other, you know, in Austin, those guys watch more of it than you do, of course. But when the rest of the mm-hmm. team uh, is sort of able to play with energy, even if they're sloppy, and remember that they have Dickinson – Damn, man, they're tough to get rid of is the answer. They're tough to get rid of. And it's the same kind of thing that we saw to a degree with, you know, Michigan State kept tailing Duke, you know, and it's like you're just on their – they're just on their ass the whole game. And they would not let them go. And you saw Michigan was sort of doing that with Tennessee. You know, it was, I think, a little more back and forth. But to your point, they get down like that. But it's like doesn't – I kept thinking to myself, like, it doesn't matter because they have an answer every trip down if they want it. Mm every trip down and as as long as they remember that and understand that and like 
the confidence seemed to be pretty good, you know, for those guys this weekend. And, uh, you know, that's what you, that's what you want. Well, yeah. And, but you can't be a one trick pony, especially this time of year. And, you know, for, as you know, Dickinson did his thing. Um, but then you got to have something else. Well, the rest of the guys Eli, played with, yeah, right. And Eli, Eli Brooks, right. Eli Brooks went and decided to, to extend his college career. Yeah, right. He just, he went and was like, I'm not going out this way. Mm-hmm. You know, Devonte Jones really isn't, you know, didn't really obviously didn't play the first game. And then was, was obviously yeah. limited in, in that game. And you're asking a lot out of Frankie Collins and, you know, now you don't have that attacking ability of Devontae Jones, which they really relied on. And Eli Brooks said, the hell with this. I'll do it myself. And he did. Um, just went and got buckets. You know, scored 23 or whatever it was. Made the sh- play of the day with his little Xavier Simpson skyhook. Hook shot. Um, which, according to Dylan, is his only basket out of uh, ISO this year. <laughs> Pretty good time to get us. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Um, Always on time, that Eli Brooks. So, yeah, like. Amazing that he's turned into this kind of player, though, right? My God. Yeah, man. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's a tough, he tough is. dude. And he uh, he's played a lot of games. And, you know, for him to be able to, to go and do that was really a testament to not only his talent, but, you know, just the mental fortitude he's got. Man. Mental fortitude. It's yeah, there. there you go. That, that hits it. That hits you can it, see so. it in his eyes, man, when he's. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about with the confidence. And I guess that probably comes from Eli as much as it does, you know, having a guy like Dickinson just being a guy that can be automatic almost in some, you know, there are some matchups against teams as you've seen that, you know, if it's, they can't do anything, but like for a guy like Eli, you could see it when he's on the court. I mean, there's a couple of shots that he made, not the hook shot, but there was a jumper he made. I can't remember when, but like you could just right. see a backpedaling down the floor and it was like, you're kind of a ridiculous hit. It was like, that's a pretty crazy shot, but he didn't seem to think it was pretty crazy. So like he seems no. to be here for it and it's the same principle as we talked about with Devontae Jones before he gets hurt. Like he was a senior who was ready to go, not ready to mm-hmm. go home. And Michigan had two of them, right? So now, I mean, you know, I mean, Hunter had three made threes and four assists in that game. You know, like, well. I yeah. mean, he's doing he's doing a lot, but and he is playing the thing, well, the thing right? that's or so fast, all the, things, yeah. The, the thing that's you know, if you're an outsider watching it. Um, is fascinating, and that if you're, I'm sure, a Michigan fan, is incredibly frustrating. Well, yeah. Is that but while that's... Dickinson, while Dickinson is this just like force in the middle that you know is going to be there, you know what he can give you every night. Yeah. Um, the shit around it at any <laughs> given time, you just have no idea. Is Caleb Houston going to make four threes? Exactly. Is Caleb Houston going to throw up a goose egg? Is he going to do has... anything? <laughs> He has played multiple 30 plus minute games and not scored, which is like, hard to do. I think there was that the is- one where he didn't register a stat at all. He didn't do anything. Like not even a rebound, a turnover, like nothing. Like it was just like and then and then you have games where like Terrence Williams looks like borderline offensively challenged, and you're just like, man, you know, it's just not a good <laughs> Terrence Williams game. And, and then, then the next game, yeah. he goes and gives you three made threes, and you're like, well, how do you plan for that? And you know the other coaches well, they're, are they're, just like, he makes right. one, and they're like, "You're of course. Terrence, goddamn, like, he's that guy. For every uh, like every opposing scout, I can see, I can, uh, I've been in yeah, enough rooms. I know, yeah. They go through the film, well, of course. right? And I can hear what opposing coaches say about Terrence Williams, where they're just like, listen, this guy, <sighs> it doesn't look like it's going in. 
We, we don't need to really worry about it, but he can make some threes, right? And then right. they move on to the next guy. Yeah. And then he hits three. And then he like, goes and he makes three threes in that game. And the staff, they are in their little coaches meeting room that's next mm-hmm. to the locker room throwing shit against the wall when Terrence Williams bangs them for three hit first half threes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he is the <laughs> definition of that dude. So, and he also had some, you know, he, he, he gave them a different look when, when they made the lineup change. Plays um, really hard too. Went a little bit smaller. He plays his ass off. So yeah, I mean, he's a guy who can yep. give you wins, but then like, you know, what if he does, doesn't score <laughs> and you know, right. go look at, go look at the stat lines in those games, you know, when, yeah. In the losses, I have it. I said it said it earlier. He's one for fifteen on threes in Michigan's losses. Right, they're thirteen losses. You know, like, and then the other one, he's shooting like forty eight percent in their wins. So, <laughs> so there's like a lot him. going he's a nice, on. He's a nice, he's a nice player. He's coming along. Yeah, he has, and you know, and but no, there is a lot going on. That's the good. There's a lot going, on. like Diabate. Uh, right, you Diabate. It's yet. it's from play to play. It's from play to play. It's from trip to trip. Yeah, it's from <laughs> one end to the other, where it almost it feels like there's times where you see him go, great trip on offense, great trip on defense, and then you're like, holy shit! And then you're like, whoa, God, he just gets lost, and you're like, whoa, yeah. back to because when he stacks it like that, you're like, oh my God, like this guy. If it really starts to come together now, it, yes, that's the thing. Everything around Dickinson is, what if this works out? Right. And, but it never seems to. And it's like, you know, and I guess that's the frustration, obviously, that people have that all year. But, like, it speaks to their talent level. Mm-hmm. And I would say um, on a deeper, because we like to do this here, uh, level somewhere, <laughs> um, it speaks to their I don't know, culture, I guess, ability mm-hmm. to uh, keep the boat from rocking enough to where they took on enough water to where they couldn't get it out. That's the best way I could. They, they right. were stable. I tweeted after the game. Everybody else did too, I'm sure. Seventh Sweet 16 in the last 10 years. For people who mm-hmm. remember what it was like when they didn't make one for a decade, that is nuts. That is nuts to yeah. think about. And it, it's 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 a testament to Beeline and Juwan Howard and to the fact that now at this point they're walking out on the floor expecting to do it right and, and you know so yeah and an underrated thing the the most important thing about the sweet 16 streak mm-hmm. is is not i don't think it, it is not the you know statement of michigan's place in college basketball or any of the narratives the most important thing about that streak is the experience that it is affording the players within oh, the yeah. program oh, yeah. because i got talk jay Wright after the game um in pittsburgh on sunday mm-hmm. um just talked about like you you need guys who are getting these games under their oh man the belt second week early and ju- yeah. just feeling it and knowing what it's like to go through the process of going to the ncaa tournament you can see the teams that don't go there yeah. and are really good and then they get into the NCAA. it doesn't happen to all of them but it ha- it, it oh yeah the teams they, shit they get there and they shit themselves yeah. Right in front of 20,000 people. Yeah, on national television. On national TV. <laughs> right. For all to see. Because <laughs> it's really hard. So when you're not only going every year, but you're winning every year, and Terrence Williams played. Yeah. He appeared in making threes. four NCAA tournament games last year. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, not a big deal for him now, under right? Dickinson, a bigger deal. Under Dickinson got four NCAA tournament games under his belt yeah, exactly. last year, you know, and now you look at these young guys. <laughs> How many Z-Lights played? My God. 
Well, yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, Eli's played as many NCAA tournament games as some people have played like regular games. <laughs> right. But but like you look at a guy like Frankie Collins, you know, he just played 30 minutes in a, yeah, right. his second a round NCAA game. tournament game. You know, I, I don't know what his role is going to be next year, but that is invaluable when he's walking into the gym next yeah, year. Such and Terrence Williams, the same thing. Caleb Houston, if he's back, the same thing. Musa Diabate, if he is back, the same thing. Um just getting there and yeah. doing that is it just can't be mm. it can't be you know weighed no, right. properly. No, because the confidence you're I mean, my God, that is a thousand percent true and it carries through all sports, but nothing quite like I think college basketball with that. If you mm. have a team that makes a run, a real run, like an honest to God, you get like let's say you get to the elite eight or the final four or something like that. And you yeah, you have a couple of freshmen that it just they tasted it. They mm-hmm. always turn into better players than they would have because they saw not only how fun it was to do it, you got all the stuff, you got all the attention, you got to experience it, and it is surreal. You mm-hmm. saw what it took to get there, but you saw how fun it was, and all you do for the rest of the time is chase that wanting to go back. And sometimes those guys end up burning out <laughs> often right. because they push it so hard, uh, and they end up getting you know themselves so crossed up. But they're also – they always end up being better players because their perspective – it's such a great point. And it's so that's why Izzo's teams, right? If so many years have been so good, mm-hmm. they just recycle it, you know. And yeah, Michigan has got there. You know, I don't care what like you said, I don't care what you call it. You're recycling that right. invaluable, you know, D it's in your DNA now. It's just like what the program does. We just advance because don't care what the seed is, we're just gonna be here every year. And we're gonna do it's, it. It's like Xavier, Xavier Simpson, right? You know, he he was behind Derek Walton. As a freshman, yeah, he yeah. played five minutes maybe in that Sweet 16 loss to Oregon. Right. But he was in the locker room for three NCAA tournament games. He got on the court. He played breathed that air. Yeah. The next year, he's the starting point guard on the team that goes to the national championship game. He takes him to the Sweet 16 the following year. Obviously, his senior year got blown out because of COVID. But, like, that's what you want, man. Like, get that's 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 what programs are built on. That's what winning programs are built on for sure. Uh, and yeah. Michigan's got it rolling like this in the bigger sense, not specific to the yeah, yeah. like just going every year, man. That's that is some big time stuff for uh, Juwan Howard at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. This is uh, obviously something that'll probably be a, have to be unpacked at a later date. Um, he's probably. Mm-hmm riding a wave, I would imagine, uh, at this point to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot – you just mentioned a lot of a lot of shit's going on with the team when they're on the court <laughs> trying to run a set. Uh, head coach! You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, two weeks ago, whatever it was, he slapped a guy on a court on national TV. And, you know, here we are talking about him in the Sweet 16. You see, you know, I saw that Jalen was at the game and Weber's at yeah. the game, and you could tell that meant a lot to him. Um, I could tell – God, I don't want to get too deep into this, but just watching, you know, they're doing the interviews now, the TV interviews with the coaches in the middle of the games. Worst idea ever, yes. And you can see (laughs) Jawan when he's talking in there, like really trying to be very careful, maybe Mm -hmm. more careful than he's ever been, I guess. And I think he's always sort of trying to be careful, but maybe more. I don't know. It felt like it was a real tough thing for him, probably, obviously. And now he's through it. I, I don't know. What do you make of all of this? Have you heard much about it? I know you're going to see all those guys this week, but it is a um, interesting situation they got going, they got going there. But it's it's not a bad one; it's a good one, you know, for all it all it is, I guess. 
complicated. Yeah, I, I would just, you know, I would sure love to have a conversation with that man. I can, I'll tell you that much. Um, the, that whole part of this story narrative, what is, is wild. Um, that, that it went from, you know, man, if that had been a bald fist, he's out. Yeah. It's over. And what you is know. the conversation right now? You know, and it was borderline. And, I was talking to my neighbor about that yesterday. <laughs> you know, Ward, <laughs> Ward Manuel put his neck out for him. He rolled with him. And, right. uh, yep. you know, and now he's dancing on courtside with Jalen Rose and Chris <laughs> Webber. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Going now, back to the Sweet 16 again for the second. This, you know. How did this happen? But I mean, Right. It's just some of the crazy stuff. Like, like it's it's one of those things. Like, you try to like explain like doing this job and shit like that, and like not to go completely sideways, but like when you see things like this play out, and you're like, never in a million years could mm-hmm. you have come up with a script that 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 would play out like this way. Like, right? Yeah. The, the level of improbable shit that just happens all the time never ceases to amaze me it never ceases it's just especially in this thing in the tournament so you know what in in terms of what like impact it is having on him or has had on him or if it's just the same old thing i don't know i can't speak to i don't i don't feel i have thoughts on it i don't feel comfortable like yeah speaking to anything that i know like i said yeah i mean it's um in time probably but it's just yeah yeah like and, and that's i that's something i can i could foresee him doing um but you know, I don't. He didn't change the coach. No, no, weeks, no. You know, like nothing about like, them changed. Just nothing's I, I, changed. No, right, nothing. I just, you know, the only thing was I could tell he was a little more. You could tell he was more reserved on the sideline. I think mm-hmm. you know, I whatever for whatever that's worth. But like overall, they played the same. Everything else was the same. And again, like I said, I mean, it's culture building you know, for the program, it's just like, you just recycle this stuff. And it's like, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had the mailbag question about, you know, Caleb Houston and um, Musa about whether or not they're coming back. And it used to be a thing around here where, and it still is to a degree, you don't want to lose kids that are that talented. It used to be a thing around here when we, that question would come up for Michigan, it would be like, well, goddamn, if this kid leaves, they ain't bringing another one back that's even close. To his caliber, mm-hmm. and that's not what's happening here. They're restocking the shelves at a higher level. This was a weird year, a up and down, rocky, whatever you want to call it year, but here they are in the Sweet 16. I'm very curious to see what the offseason brings for Michigan and all things considered, but like as the train rolls on here, all people are going to remember from this year is another Sweet 16 and another notch in the old belt, and everything keeps moving, and I got to tell you, I, I – yeah, it just looks like it's they've got things to, to to iron out, but the momentum for Jawan Howard continues to be exactly it's what just it's crazy, like, right? And I like, mean, and, and you just realize the way that like the stories for just a single guy can just go one direction or the other, just mm-hmm. on the on the whims. Thirty seconds. Of teenagers making shots. <laughs> what? Right. Like out of nowhere, Frankie Williams plays against Colorado State. And, Collins, yeah, right. And gets the job done. What I said. Plays out Williams. Oh, oh whatever. Frank, yeah, like plays out Yeah. In the right. first half of that game, right? It was Great already stuff. being if you and I were there at that game, <laughs> the midway through the first half, we're both just sitting there yeah, writing right. our columns about how the season, you yeah. know, a season with a preseason top 10 ra- ranking ends <gasps> in the first round of the NCAA tournament with 
coached by a guy who punched another grown man on the court. Done. That you're rolling, you're rolling with that story, you know, and now. It's oh, like, yeah. If it had fizzled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and now. Right. It, they didn't even, that, so. Because that was the thing. The first five minutes of the game, people were like, they don't even belong in the tournament. This is <laughs> embarrassing. Right. This is an embarrassment for the committee because, you know, poor, what was it, eh? uh, Buzz Rutgers was in the play-in and Buzz wasn't even there. They didn't yeah. belong in the tournament. And that's why I tweeted after, after the game, I'm like, some of you guys need to calm it down with the, you know, like, just breathe here. This was a weird year in college basketball locally, okay? Let's just say that. Yeah. And I would say yeah. that both teams – I like where they're at and I like where they're going, but uh, yeah, the, the tense, the tension there is rebuilding. I would say. So, so now what do you think about Michigan Villanova, Villanova? A, a game that you are familiar with? This is a slightly different version. Well, this is much spoiler. different. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Much different than that. That was a juggernaut situation. Oh my God. Um, I will never forget Beale turning around and making shit, eye contact yeah. with me in the first half of that game and kind of just gave that look like, <laughs> Yeah, we have no there chance. There is nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be like that. Um, my bigger question would be the Houston uh, for Michigan. I actually wouldn't be shocked if they could, if they beat Villanova. That would not okay. stun me. Um, I don't. So you have Houston. Houston beating Arizona is I not have, even a question. No, I have Houston in the final. I have okay. Houston in the title game. Houston is the only team left in this thing that I'm okay with. I like. I like Houston mm-hmm. a lot. And so I don't think that, you know, cause all the things we talk about with Michigan, right? Like it's, they don't defend particularly well uh, for any, you know, longer stretch of any amount of time. It's all about, can you stop us? Can we get to 75, you know, and can you stop us from getting there at Houston mm-hmm. is a team. Like, so I, you know, when you watch them play all of Michigan's inconsistencies, I would think would get exploited in ways or, you know, exposed in ways that you wouldn't see necessarily in other games. Now Villanova could do that too, to them. I don't, you know, I don't know as much about Nova. I haven't watched them as much, but that one, I guess maybe wouldn't shock me as much as a Houston loss or them beating Houston. This Mm -hmm. feels like a Mm -hmm. tough path now for Michigan to get much further. This would be, if you get to the final four here, (laughs) buddy, the, that would be impressive, I guess. Yeah, that's a, now that now we're talking George? book deals. That's now we're word? talking book deals. Yes, sir. Yes, but, sir. Uh, but no, this would be a tough. <laughs> this is a tall order here. You know, you're, Jay Wright's no joke, of course. And uh, Houston is damn good. They are fun to watch. They're a really good college basketball team. So I made this point earlier as well. I'll just make it again. But um, so this version of uh, Villanova is like it. It is not in the same conversation as that. No. 17 those 18 19 no it's much team. more normal villanova yeah. those teams had first round draft picks right, multiple picks. first round draft picks this team does not the nba prospect conversation on in this game is on michigan side not on villanova um so to me it's much more the version of villanova that you would have seen in like 2009 yeah right okay the scotty reynolds Dante Cunningham, Corey, the, the Corey's, Corey Fisher and Corey Stokes. They were a good team. team. Yeah. Reggie Redding, uh, Dwayne Anderson, who's now an assistant at on this Villanova team. But that was the just tougher than shit. Everyone played better than they were mm-hmm. um, as a collective. Really good defense. You know, 
good three-point shooting. Villanova basketball, right? Yeah, right. Winning like you, uh, yeah, right. That and that team went to the Final Four, right? And this Villanova team could go to the Final Four. Um, yeah, I would give. Yeah, I could see them taking Houston. Kyle, sure. Kyle, yeah, if they make if they make threes, like mm-hmm. yeah, first of all, that game would just there would just be a it'd be a bloodbath because both <laughs> of these teams are always the first. Like both teams. Any game they play, they're the first ones on the floor for every loose ball. Exactly, yeah. So it'd be fun to watch. Other, it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, Colin Gillespie is is destined to make a game-winning shot in this NCAA tournament. He hasn't made yeah. one yet, so I got bad news for Michigan. <laughs> He's getting one here. <laughs> if, if Michigan's up one uh, yeah, right. 10 seconds to go and it's building up a ball, remember what your boy said. Um <laughs> But they they like they're good. You know, they are they are yep. legitimately good. They're eighth in the country in offensive efficiency. Uh they're number one in the country in free throw percentage, which in any NCAA tournament game, mm-hmm. you, you love to have that stat on your side. Um, you know, when you're going down the stretch and you know your guys going to the line yeah. are not shitting themselves, <laughs> um, that's a good place to be. And one of the things is Villanova, you usually associate like elite defense. And those and fast guards that just get in your shit. They trap you. They they get you. They'll go full court on you or three quarter court. They'll 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 trap. They'll do this. They'll do that. Um, this isn't that. They're thirtieth right. in the country in, in defensive efficiency. Um, you know, like teams teams make threes on them. Teams make threes on them. So um, <laughs> we're half. In their losses, or having sure. their losses, I should say. Not this is not like a regular thing. Teams are not so. If, so you're telling me that if Caleb Houston, that. if Caleb Houston's going to do anything before he checks out, this would be a good time. <laughs> this would be a good time. <laughs> if, he, if he wanted to like just replicate that second half against Colorado State, yeah, there you go. Like an entire game that yep. would really That'd probably uh, help out. That, that would assist the operation for Michigan, I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting game. Um, I like that both these teams have played a lot of NCAA tournament games. So, you know, no one's really going to blink, I don't think, going out there. Villanova is going to be watching film of Hunter Dickinson, though, right now and being like, what in the hell yeah, what are, we gonna do are we going to do with this situation? You know, that that is uh, – that's tough. You know, Eric Dixon, their primary big, he's, he runs 6'8", 255. All right? That's not going like, to do it. I don't know. I don't know what you do. That's so, not going to do know, it. I, I think, I think they're, they're – <laughs> They're obviously going to throw everything they got at stopping Dickinson. See, Dickinson talking Dickinson. shit in the first thirty seconds. If you just single oh, him with oh, that yeah. guy, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I would imagine, I, I would wonder, like you know, Villanova doesn't really recruit big centers. That's not really a thing. Man, I wish they had. Them. But I, they had I, that, I do wish wonder, they had that Spelman guy. I wonder if they took. I wonder if they took a look at Dickinson, man, because Villanova recruits the shit out of the DMV. Well, that's what I. They were recruiting do, big dudes for a minute, weren't they? I mean, they've had guys. I just don't. I, I don't associate seven footers with Villanova. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean, yeah. No, I. I told. I know what you're saying. I just thought that their level of athlete that they were. But again, like I would say, I wonder if Jay Wright's. That would be a different podcast for a different day. But like, I wonder if his mm-hmm. approach because it did look like for a minute there they were getting in on. You know, they had the kid, the five star point guard that it didn't work out with. Obviously, the transfer. I forget his name now, but like, um, and that was the year after the national title, the second one. And I wondered at the mm-hmm. time if they were. Because you're talking about a team that's kind of back to their roots. I wonder if he's changed his recruiting at all. I, I don't know. Maybe to recruit more kids that understand the, their style. I don't know. But, like, yeah, they don't really have the horses here in the same capacity that they once did. Maybe that was just lightning in a bottle that they had all those guys. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, they had that Spelman kid. I, I think it's, I I think that it's right? just kind Spelman? of your, like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think it's just kind of the natural talent flow that happens, mm-hmm. you know, in any program. Like sure. when they had Mikhail Bridges, they they fucking mm. redshirted Mikhail. Bridges. Yeah, right. He was a dev guy. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like yep. that was ridiculous. Um, exactly. But you know, they had you know Brunson was a five star and all that. Yeah. Um, this this group is just. You know, I mean, they've got multiple top fifty kids. Sure, good team. Still, some yeah. like depleted roster, yeah. um, and then and Colin Gillespie's just a dog. So, um, well, I think is very good. yeah, they're very Michigan State-ish in their consistent approach to mm-hmm. what they do, right? Like mm-hmm. in their definitely, they seem like they're. Ba- that's a great way of saying it. They definitely seem like they're because the Villanova that we saw that just was like holy shit, that's not what I remember <laughs> looking like. You yeah. know what I mean? I was yeah. like, no, yeah. this is like the everyone's per- the, if it was the best version of us ever possible, this is what it would be. Yeah. But this, yeah, that's more familiar, which again, I mean, Michigan, it's not impossible that they give them a, all they want, right. you know, and, and possibly could win the game. It wouldn't stun me. Houston though, I think would, but that stun you Houston would stun, I think be pretty surprising to me if they were able to beat them. I mean, I picked Houston in the final four. Yeah. I've got them losing to Gonzaga, I think in the title game. So yeah, I could, I mean, I could get behind that. That would be a tough one. Houston's tough. You know, that would be, you know, I don't know what you, but you know, Michigan's got talent. I'm not going to rule them out because of the horses they have on the team. Mm -hmm. So if Hunter Dickinson plays the way he always does, and if in the same game, Houston plays his best and Musa plays his best, you're not losing to many teams left in this field. Right. So that's always possible, even if we haven't seen it ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, Houston yes. getting put, getting past Arizona is going to be tough. I know, I know, Arizona almost lost to TCU last night, and mm-hmm. some people are. That's fair. Kirk, yeah, fair. Kirk Carrizo. Maybe I just game. have a, too big of a crush Houston. on Houston here. I'm, I'm biased. I guess it's fair. It's fair. But, I mean, you love the way they good. play. You love yeah. Kelvin Sampson. You know, they just tough team. They're absolute monsters. I wrote about them today. So just a I business love. team. They're like a pro team. You know, they're like a semi-pro basketball team. Like, are they smoking yeah. cigarettes and having beers in the locker room? When you watch Houston, that's what I feel like. Like <laughs> a bunch of fucking adults that like drove yeah. themselves to the game and are gonna go home and put their kids to bed and get up tomorrow and go to work or whatever. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No doubt. Like I, I would imagine, uh, like I texted someone at UTC uh who I spent all that time with. I, I I texted them when I was watching the Houston game. I was like, You you might be thankful about that and go your way. Yeah, right. Jeez, Houston, call, like bro. They would, they would have gone in there. They would have just stuffed all your guys right in the lockers. Oh, yeah. You know tough. what I mean? They're tough. Um, just absolute men. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Well, this was good. Yeah, man. Well, I, you're on your way. I do like you are. You just, you just went ahead and just took Michigan. You put them right into the Elite Eight against Houston. Well, no, I don't know that. Uh-huh. I don't know that, but I, I wouldn't shock me, I would say, <laughs> if they can get Villanova. I mean, are you not picking? I mean, who cares at this point on the picks? Yes. Like, you know, I, I it wouldn't shock me because the, like you just said, I mean, this is not this is not supernova, right? Yeah. Well, pun intended. Um, this is much more manageable. Still a very good mm. team. And Michigan could get run in this game. Like, I'm not oh, gonna say, yeah. say that that yeah. absolutely could happen. The wheels could fall off and they could just get their ass kicked. But like the wheels might not also, you know, the thing to remember here, you know, the Fab Five had its run and people don't maybe don't remember how that all went. I don't know how the efficiency numbers stacked up with the Fab Fives. Maybe first or maybe the second season was very good. They just were, they just out-talented people. 
And I mm-hmm. got it. And at the end of the day, that's how this team is playing. That's what they're playing like. So tough to, tough to totally rule them out, right? Like that's sort of still lingering in the back of my mind that, you know, they just have horses and it's tough to rule out a motivated team that has guys that can go like that. So I wouldn't rule them out. Not yet. No. Still standing. No. Uh, you got a chance. And, and the thing about Michigan is at, and they have those games where they can just go out and make 14 threes yeah, and, and it wouldn't just surprise absolutely you rocking and rolling right. and cooking with gas. And you, you, you get past Villanova and then you throw a game like that out there against, you know, well, like Houston fair. or in Arizona. I, I mean, I don't foresee this happening, but it, anything's possible. You, all you got to do is get to the game and then you see what happens. So yep. they've done that so far. Uh, congratulations yep. to Michigan so far. I am looking forward to getting to San Antonio morning flight and uh, be on the river yeah. walk by, uh, by afternoon time here tomorrow. That's, that's the that's the plan. <laughs> okay. There you go. Stay so out of the see. river. We'll work Stay on out of the water. I'm just gonna wear my waders. Yes. <laughs> tell all the <laughs> tell all the guys and gals that are running on fumes to stay out of the water down there. Make sure you stay as close to the bar as possible in the river walk. It's it, uh, Dylan's the one you gotta tell. He's the bad influence. Tell Dylan not to fall in the water. Too many you stouts. Know, he's a it's a wild man. Too so. many stouts at 145. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we will do it again next week, of course. Win or lose for Michigan. And uh, we do appreciate you listening. If you'd be so kind to leave a review in the uh, Apple Store. Uh, Maybe don't mention the technical difficulties we had today. (laughs) And uh, subscribe to The Athletic. Tip your bartenders and your servers. Ah.